Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, dum-dums? It's hard to believe, but football is back. That means it's time to make an account at the best online sports book known to man. That's right. I'm talking about my bookie. Sports betting is exploding in popularity because who doesn't like making money? If you want to get into the action with a trusted company that's been around for years, MyBookie is the place for you. It's easy, no hassle, mobile site, 24-7 customer service, and bets on every sport imaginable. MyBookie provides a fun, safe betting experience. I'm too messed up talking about it. If you deposit today with MyBookie, they will give you a 50% deposit bonus. That's right. If you put in $100, they will give you $50 for free. That's almost half. So go to MyBookie and sign up today with the promo code ARMCHAIR. At MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Gonna throw it. Slam. This bugs for you, Mizzou. Johnson, and he's gone. Touchdown, Missouri. You don't get no better than that, man. Tigers trying to turn up the tempo on second and five with a 40. Bryant with the time. The pass is caught. And a touchdown. Hand off to Roundtree running left. It's 35 to the 40. Left sideline around the back. This is the Mazodcast. Howdy, Tiger fans, and welcome to the Mazodcast. I'm your host, Brendan Anthony, charter member of the Nick Bolton Fan Club. Now accepting applications, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum dums? Yeah, Nick Bolton. He, it's weird because he's so good, but he kind of the name kind of reminds me of like between Nick Jonas and Michael Bolton. Mm-hmm. I was thinking more of the, the Boltons from uh, Game of Thrones. Sure, because he's, he's more, vicious and angry and, and murderous and on the football man. field. Yeah, that's more an apt analogy, I think. Yeah. But Colin, it was another important thing we need to bring up. Uh, not to my far right is Caleb Mungart, nope. who's uh, not out today. He's convalescing. He is convalescing. He had an episode. With his heart or something. Yeah. He's got a bad ticker. Uh-huh. So Caleb's making his uh, yearly trip to the hospital to have his... Uh, heart replaced. Yeah. You know, he's getting a new gorilla heart. Mm-hmm. You know, his old gorilla heart was wearing yeah, out. Yeah, it was wearing down. You know, Caleb's a great guy, but he's all bacon sandwiches and chew and cigarettes and whiskey. Mm-hmm. And that's why we love him, by God, but that's why, it'll, that's but why that's, he has to get a brand new gorilla heart <laughs> once a year. That's why his gorilla heart hates him. <laughs> <laughs> so uh hashtag uh caleb strong yeah and uh yeah thoughts and prayers yeah thoughts and prayers he they wants help a lot else he wants lots of your prayers so send them all his way <laughs> yeah you'll appreciate them yeah <laughs> anyway let's get into the game column because Shall that's we? why people are listening i imagine and uh it's a whole new world yeah i couldn't as i uh as I backslid down the wall of my shower sobbing into my hands last week i mm-hmm. couldn't have imagined this outcome no, and I think no one could have imagined last week's outcome. And so this is a weird fucked up season because two weeks ago we were ready to watch a good fucking football team. And then after last weekend we were like, oh, we got a really bad football team. <laughs> and now we're like, I guess we got a really good football we team. Are, we are really, really good or they are really bad or they're, the truth is probably somewhere in between. But Well, I think we goodness. do have to acknowledge that. I think West Virginia is bad because yeah, they struggled with a shitty team last week. Mm-hmm. They did nothing. And we, g- keep this in mind, we gave them every opportunity to do something because we had 5,000 penalties. Yeah. So they could have taken it at one point at halftime, wasn't it? 10 for 100. Yeah. We had given them more yards than they than had, they had actually taken. Yeah. So, so, I mean, that is a difficult statistic to accomplish. Mm-hmm. It's weird because this is sort of the defense that was promised, mm-hmm. I think, with uh, Barry Odom. Something I still didn't see from this defense, which is concerning um, to me, you know. At least, you know, let's go down the negative road since with a with a, <laughs> a massive victory, um, and that is that the defensive line, the 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 ends are not uh, producing a ton of pressure. Most of that, right. pro- most of the problems were being created by 
by Mr. Nick Bolton and, and the Kale Garretts of the world. Our linebackers played as well as I'd seen them play in years. Nick Bolton, to me, looks like everything that Gail Garrett has constantly promised to be. And that's not to say anything from, from away from Kale Garrett. He has played well. Mm-hmm. And he played well today, but... Uh, this was Nick Bolton's day and, um, you know, two interceptions, one with a pick six, and he was just all over the field hitting people in the mouth. I hope it continues. I hope it's not just a aberration as a result of playing a shitty team, but boy, he looks good. It really reminded me in years past in Gary Pinkle days when we did have really strong defenses and how fun it is to watch a smothering defense. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever the other team has the ball and you know that it is going to be an absolute fucking slog for them mm-hmm. to put points on the board, it's a lot more fun to watch that kind of football. And, and I hope we see more of it. And you look at the schedule next week, we play SEMO yeah. and then South Carolina, which mm-hmm. South well, Carolina. Given what we did against Wyoming, watch out for SEMO. Well, that's right. I don't know. I mean, it is a weird thing that the annual Barry Odom shit the bed game early. Mm-hmm. Sure. He got it done extra early this year. Yeah. And well, I hope that's what it is. I hope yeah. that's the narrative is yeah. the shitty game happened extra early mm-hmm. and we don't waffle back and forth because the schedule is just a gradual ramp to more difficult games. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it was, it's like Barry Odom had a choice of writing the schedule down. Uh, it's such a good schedule. I don't think he did, he would have wrote down going to Wyoming, but yeah, as far as the t- opponent strength, <laughs> yes, yes, opponent, strength. opponent strength, that's, that's probably true. And you know, the offense played well. Roundtree and Beatty both ran well. Shockingly enough, they remembered that we have a an NFL level tight end on our team that, today and used him quite a bit. Uh, I you got your wish, and that Kelly Bryant had a great game, and then also got to get at the fuck out of the game early. Yeah, and then they had the weirdest excuse of him having uh, overheating. Yeah, he got the vapors. Yeah, and then the announcer immediately said, "It's eighty degrees here." <laughs> Columbia. He played in Clemson and it was like 110 in the shade. Yeah, that's one of the things that worries me is he got popped in the in the helmet once a few plays before that and then they took him out and he's on the sideline with a towel on his head and they're saying yeah. he was overheated. I'm hoping it's not concussiony. Yeah, concussiony, but cuz he did play as well as we had hoped he would play. Um he is a very very good quarterback and last week we were hard on him cuz he he had a lot of statistical success, but he made some bad decisions and today I did see a couple of decisions. I went, well, I wish you'd do something different there. But for the main thing, you cannot complain about the the performance you got from Kelly Bryant. No, and it was funny because everything we've heard about Kelly Bryant versus everything we've seen in Drew Luck, I think everything is exactly true. Mm-hmm. He isn't as talented of a thrower, but he is so much more talented of a not just a runner, but also a sort of a, a play manager, I'd say. Well, he's elusive and... What's what's going to be difficult for West Virginia or any team? Georgia is going to be hard if if Kelly Bryant is going to extend plays six, seven, eight seconds. E, you know, even with the the five star talent on a Georgia roster, that's a long time to have to cover. And I, you saw it all day today: slipping tackles, mm-hmm. extending the play, and uh, and people are just open Not just with his legs, but also just keeping his eyes up upfield. That's what I mean. Like he's moving around back there and. These linemen are having to chase him and chase him and chase him. They can never catch him. He just no. slips them and slips them and slips them. And meanwhile, the corners are chasing our receivers all over the field. And it's just, at some point, something's going to break down. Yeah, it's, at some point, it's like a new play again. Yeah, and it's going to be, you know, especially when you talk about the defensive line, it's going to have a cumulative effect. When these guys are having to chase him for six or seven seconds on consecutive snaps, those guys are going to be gassed. Yeah, they're on the Caleb diet. Yeah, and the, well, and... You know, so, you know, do that two or three times where they are just getting, uh, just really having to work for it. And then throw Roundtree or Beatty at them. You know, those guys are, those guys are sucking wind by that point. So mm-hmm. he, he makes it very difficult on a defense and it's fun to watch him. I, I almost don't give him the credit he deserves when I watch him. He makes it almost look easy, but I'm like, at some point I have to come to the realization myself, I'm like, Colin, he's doing some really crazy stuff. He's just making it look really easy because he's such a phenomenal athlete. The thing about when he leads a drive successfully, and I mentioned that it's not just his legs, it's not just he keeps his head up, but there was one particular, one of those touchdown throws where the pass rush was coming. It was Mm -hmm. like a two-man rush, and and he just stepped forward, timed it out perfectly, and stepped up to throw the ball, and they they rushed past him. But he was so calm mm-hmm. and prepared in a collapsing pocket situation. Yes. That, that, he's a big, strong athlete. You can tell that he's not intimidated. But he has the confidence of a senior oh, for that sure. you get in one year. And it is re- readily apparent. And he's so It makes you understand how good Clemson's quarterback is, that this kid, they had good. to be like, see ya, bye. Yeah. We, yeah. we got Because, well, I mean, their quarterback could be drafted today and be in the top five quarterbacks 
in the NFL. I mean, he's that good. So Kelly Bryant is a great quarterback. He's just not yeah, he's like generationally Wal- good, I guess, or what you want to call whatever the Clemson's quarterback is. But yeah, he's like the Wally Pip of Clemson, you know, yeah. <laughs> Lawrence is the Lou Gehrig. And so, yeah, they, I mean, he definitely earned the right to drown a couple back tattoos in uh, copious amounts of jizz so he can admire his reflection in it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I hope he continues this, this to weekend. Do so. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's earned that right in Absolutely. my book, Brennan. I well, mean, I'm not going to argue with people about it in my book that he's earned it. Well, and you know, there was a lot of excitement <laughs> about Bryant before this season. And, and you see why, because mm-hmm. I'm going to make an analogy here, Colin, and it's going to break precedent because I know you, you like to make references to the Kansas City Chiefs. I do. I'm going to make one here. The I'll Kansas is accurate or not. Uh, yeah, please do. Patrick Mahomes is not just well-liked in Kansas City. People aren't just excited about Patrick Mahomes. They're not just fans of Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs fans, and correct me if I'm wrong, they want to have sex with Patrick Mahomes. Well, I can only speak for myself ultimately, but yes, that's true. That's very accurate. But I think the point is, is in, even the ones that don't want to have intercourse with him or have intercourse done to them by him mm-hmm. would easily jump in front of a bullet for him. Right. I mean, what I'm getting at is a majority of – and people, if you're listening to a Mizzou-based podcast, you are either a – Chiefs fan, or you know someone who is a Chiefs fan, I think you would agree with this. Grown heterosexual men want to have sex with Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. And that's just how they feel about sure, this situation. Sure. Kelly Bryant kind of inspires that sort, sort of yes. rabid fandom. I, I would agree with that. I would agree. He, well, he just shows you today that dual threat quarterback, that big athlete. We're talking about, you know, gosh, we love Drew Locke, mm-hmm. but this kind of quarterback is better in the college game. I mean, Drew Locke can't do the things Kelly Bryant can with his legs. And he throws well enough. I mean, he's not going to throw the ball like Drew Locke, but he can throw the ball well enough. That yes, he can. To me, now at the college level, I don't know that Drew, Kelly Bryant will even be drafted as a quarterback. Do you know what I'm at saying? NFL but like, level, yeah. Yeah, at the NFL level. But at, at a college level, I'd, I'll take Kelly Bryant every day of the week. Yeah, and his passing is pretty accurate. It's not the boomer arm that Drew mm-hmm. Locke has where no matter what distance down the field, it looked like it was effortless for yeah, him. Yeah, flip of the wrist. Yeah, he, he has to push sometimes. But he generally makes, or at least today, makes a wise decision and gets the ball where it needs to. He underthrows it sometimes. He's a, he, they do a good job of scheming people open. He, he finds open receivers. And a lot of times he looks accurate and, and, and is, don't get me wrong. But when you're, again, when you're extending those plays, I, I, I'm thinking about the pass he threw to the, the second uh, string tight end, Parker, the converted the defensive lineman. You know, that was a play where he danced around, danced around. You know, people had to cover forever. He steps up right at the line of scrimmage and throws a pass. And there's three guys around Parker, but there's nobody near him. He's run through the coverage, and he's just kind of standing there, a giant target. And Kelly Bryant just has to get it within basically a seven-foot circle of this guy mm-hmm. to, to get a, a completion. So some of it is just his style of play. Lens, I mean, he doesn't need to be as accurate because he's not a fucking statue. He's yeah. not trying to squeeze a window all the time. He gives himself some room for error, certainly. Sure. And uh, it's just... It, when it's working, and as we saw it work today, it's fun football because it mm-hmm. opens up everything. Well, I think it's um, it's good to uh, it's good to have a win like this too to just to uh, bring back some fan enthusiasm because it really did take the wind of the sails with Wyoming. I think everybody was really excited about the season. We everybody anticipated a better defense and some experienced offensive players. Albert O was back. We're going to have Kelly Bryant and a running back tandem that everybody was really confident in. It was just it was easy to get excited and then they just absolutely fucking hot dog water it. Hot shit dog water. the bed against Wyoming and everybody just goes and I'm just like, "Oh great, we've torpedoed our season again." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's what Barry Odom has done. I mean, he it he comes out of the gate and he immediately sort of steals your enthusiasm. You know what I mean? He's yeah. like the Grinch that stole th- enthusiasm. I, I think part of it, too, today, to me, the offense looked like it was a little more creative. I think that's something mm-hmm. they did against Wyoming. Our offense against Wyoming looked about as innovative as a brand-new Czechoslovakian VCR. You know what I mean? It's uh, I do know what you mean. Yeah, we had one growing up. <laughs> yeah, so my point being is that a brand-new VCR today is not that innovative, and that was the Dooley offense um, last week and I, it, it he, takes me this, it looks better this week it looked better two things I, I agree with you Barry Odom even this week reminds me of Barry Odom and like last year when we got beat by Kentucky and enthusiasm was at an all-time low and mm-hmm. I think he was as close to being on you know fired as ever and then he goes out and he beats Florida in the swamp the next yeah. week he does this, you know, he does terrible I things. I didn't have to. I do too. But, but I mean, he does the bad part as well as the good part. Yeah, sure. You know? No, I mean, I don't think any, I don't think people who are being objective or reasonable think Barry Odom is a bad coach. 
I think it's reasonable to say they're not sure if he's a good coach either. I mean, he has not proven himself to be either to me yet. Well, TJ Mo swears that he is well, we, the best coach we have a, that's ever We have coached. an award called uh, the TJ Mo Douche of the Week for a reason. Yeah. Um, and, and it's easy for the douches like the TJ Mo's or other... It's the popular opinion. Well, and there's a certain blogger in town who decided within the first 60 seconds of the Wyoming game that Kelly Bryant could do no wrong. And so there he's going to die on that hill. So he's going to tell you that he had a great game against Wyoming, despite what you might... Yeah. have seen with your fucking eyes. Right. I don't know. There's those types that want to just die on a hill because they once they make a decision, they want to back off. Or, I'm more than happy to say, I wanted Barry Odom fired last year, then I didn't want him fired, then I want him fired again. Yeah. Because you, it's okay for your thought process and your opinions to evolve given new data. <laughs> and uh, that's okay. You know, so... Well, the, it does raise the question of what the fuck happened in Wyoming? I mean, there's there are excuses. <sighs> there Was it... Enough beet juice or was it not enough beet I think juice? They over, I just think, based on what I saw from the offensive play calling, and I just think they overlooked him. I just think they obviously they thought I, they were gonna, they thought they were just going to thump the fuck at him. They're like, we're going we're gonna to take the first three pages of our playbook. We're going to throw the rest of it out. We're just going to pound them with superior athletes, and by halftime, they'll be down by 25, and they'll have given up, basically. Yeah, And, and it, it didn't happen that way. And when it didn't happen that way, they, they no didn't know what the fuck B. to do. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. And I think... Uh, Barry Odom's press conference. I mean, he almost admitted as much as that they, mm-hmm. he was taking a, he was surprised with what he was getting. Like, I, that's I the guy you don't want to be surprised as your head coach. Yeah. You'd rather he not be surprised. I agree. <laughs> but what we saw, even if West Virginia is the worst team in the, in college football, and they're not, mm-hmm. but even if they were, we saw what this team is capable of. Yeah, this made me so excited for South Carolina. Well, this, I don't give a fuck about SEMO because yeah, theoretically we, we should pound SEMO to death, but I want to see, this team do what they just did to West Virginia because West Virginia is obviously not good. But if they did that to South Carolina, that's going to turn some heads in the SEC. Yeah. And uh, I think they could do it. I mean, just Kelly Bryant and Albert O and Beatty and Roundtree, those four members of our team alone should be able to do something, some of that to South Carolina. Now, the defense is always the Well, and the defense, of course, looks so good today, but there's just it's one of those things that I think West Virginia was sad to really have played the role of the cupcake for Mm -hmm. us because Wyoming didn't. So now here we got a Big 12 program that just absolutely gets crushed in it. Well, like a bloodbath of a game. And I'm not watching game film, but what, you know, the the linebackers played extremely good today. And I said, you know, that the, the defensive line didn't get a ton of pressure and stuff necessarily, but Truthfully, if your defensive line is eating up offensive linemen, then your linebackers run a little bit free. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So the fact that the linebackers played as well as they did probably says that the defensive line was giving the offensive line as much for, as they wanted. all they wanted. And they just couldn't constantly, they just couldn't pick up the Garretts and the, and the Boltons of the world. But that being said, you know, South Carolina's line is probably just it's probably going to be better yeah. <laughs> than than the one we saw today. So maybe our linebackers won't run so free and make such make, be much such, such a game changing playmakers. But God, I hope they are. I hope Bolton is Kentrell Brothers. Oh, I I do too. I mean, and he certainly looked like it at times because mm-hmm. I was tooting his horn after one play makes, and then I can't even finish my thought before he makes another incredible play. It's just one after the other, one man show. And I'll tell you that I think I texted you during the game, Colin. The secondary even seemed to be in position. Of course, when the linebackers are playing well, it sure it really helps the secondary. And the quarterback did not have much time today. No, and uh, they that didn't makes throw your, much. That makes your secondary look uh, look pretty good. Yeah, they had no running game. They had no passing game. I mean, they were their offense was abysmal. Yeah, and so that's why I'm looking so forward to South Carolina because it'll be a, a real true litmus test of what we you know what is it? Are we Wyoming game? Are we the West Virginia game? Again, we're probably something in between, but I would hope that we're more the team we saw today. Yeah. And I just feel like uh, Kelly Bryant is just bound to get more and more comfortable as this goes along. And he's got a, a talent level that will play against anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's going to – well, he's and just he's, Clemson for fucking God's sakes. Of course he'll play against anybody. You know what I mean? Like it's it's going to translate to the SEC. This wasn't – Kelly Bryant wasn't good today because he was playing a turd burger from the Big 12. He's going to be good against just about everybody. Not that he can't have a bad game, but his talent is five-star. Yeah. Well, I, I think you can tell West Virginia's bad simply because this was the most complete game I think I've ever seen. <laughs> one of, like One of the most complete games I've ever seen Mizzou play. I mean, every facet of the game went well. The offense, well, we, the we penalty, still don't have a, We still don't have a return game. That, that's true, but I was going to say, like, the offensive line is unheralded. Mm-hmm. They oh, kept... 
he, well, I mean, he, Kelly Bryant had time mm-hmm. to decide. And he, not only did Kelly Bryant make his own time, but the offensive line gave him no, time he did. He did. to look downfield. I, I, it was just it, you can pick it apart. I, mm-hmm. I, I know we've had a lot of penalties. Offensive our, our, line has been str- pretty strong for the last couple of years, yeah. and it's continuing to yeah. be strong. But for for the most part, this was a very complete game. Yeah, looked great. And so, one it tells me that West Virginia wasn't good, but it, it does. It's like you said, we got to be some blame between these two games because these are two different teams we've seen in two consecutive mm-hmm. weeks, and Simo's not going to tell us anything. So yeah. here comes South Carolina. Yeah. Well, Colin, why don't we take our first break? We'll come back and give some some voicemails. We had a few. It's amazing we get a lot fewer voicemails when we win mm-hmm. than when we lose. Yeah, the the um, I always say the best recipe for our show is for us to win the games, but win them badly. Mm-hmm. And then we <laughs> that is that's exactly the best right. recipe for a show. Now it's not the best recipe for and enjoying football. watching football, but. Um, what would be great for us from a show standpoint is we win every game, we go to the playoffs, and we win the national championship, but we do it in a really ugly way all season long. <laughs> Which made uh, 2014 so great. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that, <laughs> that's right. It satisfies us when we get a Mizzou win. but I mean, We also have something to complain about. Well, because I'll tell you, next week we're playing SEMO. If everything goes as it should, it should be a tough show to do. You know, well, yeah. Well, you know, Brendan, that no no comedian ever com- ever uh, makes a crowd laugh by telling you what a great lady his wife is. That's right. He makes them laugh by telling them what a fucking ball breaking cunt she is, and that <laughs> and that is what I'm that, why this show is better if we win. Yeah. We win ugly. Yeah, so there's a lot to pick apart. That's right. So uh, we didn't have that tonight. No, nope. and, and I'm thankful for it. It was great to see a complete win. Anyway, we'll get to those voicemails after the break, and then we might have a special guest oh, who's really? going to give us a lot of insight on our mm. first home game and first win from 2019. This is the Mazodcast. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Seems like it was only yesterday. (laughs) Vaguely. Do you want to increase your performance and get extra confidence in the bedroom? I know that I do. Need anything I can get? I I do not have a large penis. (laughs) No, it's sad. We share the same genetics. We've been shortchanged. Yeah. Well, I've got news for you and I, Brennan, and for all of our listeners. Good news. And that is BlueChew.com. That's right. BlueChew.com. Mmm, sounds like dog medicine. It's not dog medicine. It's dong pills. So what you're saying is we're now one of those podcasts sponsored by dong pills. You better believe it. Great. Yes. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with an FDA approved. This is not pseudoscience bullshit. My dick will be the judge of that. <laughs> BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know it works. So if you conceivably want to drive a 16-penny nail through a 2x4 with your cock, Blue Chew is for you. What if you want an erection so hard that a cat couldn't scratch it? Well, then Blue Chew is for you. What if you want your erection to be so hard it's like a diamond in an ice storm in Greenland? (laughs) Well, Blue Chew is for you. Fair enough. You can take them anytime, day or night, on a full stomach or empty, and since they are chewable, they work twice as fast as the other pills. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. <laughs> <laughs> I see what they did there, Blue yeah. Chew. Yeah. Well, what if you have no teeth, Colin? Well, <laughs> bad question, dickhead. <laughs> All right, so right now we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Armchair. Just pay five dollars shipping. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. That's right. Dong pills. <laughs> Dong pills. <laughs> Making big boy plays and I'm about to run the town. Making big boy plays and I'm about to shut it down. Making big boy plays and I'm about to run the town. Making big boy plays, man, I'm about to shut it down. I bust a super dope move, everybody know me. When they come to getting money, man, you And we are food. back. This song's called go. Super Dope Tennessee Move. It's by Chris Pritham and Speak Easy. You can send your listener music in to mizodcast at gmail.com like Chris Pritham did. Thank you very much. I like this one. Colin, are you ready to hit the old mailbag? Sure. Didn't expect to have one today, but so I'm I'm very excited. Well, it's not very long, but we've got a few calls, unsolicited mostly, but uh, <laughs> wanted to tell us what uh, they thought about today's big win. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Mail! <laughs> 
Yeah, that performance definitely made my PP pretty fucking hard. Uh, also, I just want <laughs> to say, you. watch out, Mizzou ladies, because Bolton's going to be clapping some fucking cheeks tonight after that performance. Clapping cheeks, and he deserves to. Yeah, like I like said it early in the game, yeah. early in the show. You're telling me that we're supposed to buy into this fucking team. What? No, goddamn defensive line. What are you supposed to expect from us? We've West Virginia. I think Wyoming could 20 ball these terrible Mountaineers or whatever the hell you're supposed to freaking on. I don't know. Play Brian off the show at the I end can't of the make game. any of this. He's using a bag phone? team's probably over once again. <laughs> Season's over? I'm not going to buy into this team unless we actually beat some of the worst teams. They lose to Wyoming, put that on West Virginia for no reason. I don't know what's going to happen with this team. Pessimist with a poor phone reception. Well, he is clearly in a uh, lead box at the bottom of a Yucca Mountain. Yeah. Wow, it's amazing to get that kind of negativity. I'm, from go- I'm, I'm glad to hear it, though. Blow, I enjoy it. Blowout win. Well, it's 24 nothing, boys. I'm at the game. I got to uh, go see Tim Tebow's beautiful virgin face in person. And we just stopped West Virginia. It's only a virgin on with ladies. Down. 24 nothing. Almost halftime. Yeah, that seems to be the way it goes. What's up, boys? We won today, but we still fucking lost to Wyoming. M-I-Z. Finally, we're not playing like hot garbage. Bring on the sour grapes. Sour grapes. (laughs) There we go. Well, we have to beat somebody that thinks they're good to bring on sour grapes, but I can appreciate him winning them. I I enjoy sour grapes as much as anybody, but you got to – now, don't get me wrong. Uh Two weeks from now, if we give uh, South Carolina a good thumping, now then – then we'll have us some sour grapes. Yeah, I think any potential for sour grapes from West Virginia came to an end last week whenever they barely got by a really crappy team that uh, was below them. And so they didn't have very high expectations no. today. They're going to be no. crying in their soup. And that's not fun to cheer about. No. It's fun when a Tennessee or a South Carolina fan thought they were so far ahead of you. What you really want to happen is like, you know, of course we all want this, but we want to beat Georgia. Yeah. That's what we want. We want to be seven and one going to Georgia. And then we want to fucking beat their ass and just listen to the gnashing of teeth and the wailing of the heavens of well, how Missouri beat Georgia. I will say this. This Wyoming loss, if what you say were to come true, Colin, mm-hmm. nothing would make the sour grapes more sour to Georgia oh. fans than the fact that they know that we got beat, beat by, by Wyoming. Wyoming. Just like when we got beat by Indiana at the beginning of the yes. first SEC championship. Oh, that really ground their gears. Oh, boy. They didn't like that a lick. You no. Know. <laughs> Make for some delicious sour grapes. So I'm going to cut into the podcast space-time continuum here because uh, we recorded this before Kansas lost and before Tennessee lost. Well, that spurred a couple of other voicemails, and we thought you'd want to listen to those too. So we're going to do that and then bounce right back to after the Mizzou win when we recorded the original show. Which one of you fuckers sucked off that witch? Because Jesus Christ. First of all, we fucking murder West Virginia. Kansas loses to Coastal Carolina. Amen. And back to normal. And then, praise God, Tennessee gifts us. I would like to thank the volunteers for gifting us them losing to a horrendously bad team that they should never lose to on a week that we defeat a team that we should beat. Because it feels oh so good. M-I-Z. Fuck Tennessee, fuck Tennessee. We lose at home to Georgia State. We lose again to BYU. So we talk a lot of shit on Twitter. Cause I'm from Tennessee and I fucking suck. My stadium holds 110,000. We don't care. You lose at home to Georgia State. Then you lose to BYU. But it's okay cause I watch shit on Twitter. Fuck Tennessee. You lose to Georgia State. Then lose to BYU at home. Owen oh, 2 is a real bitch. But I'm a Tennessee fan, so I deserve it. So, uh, Colin, like I said, we had a special guest. I see mm-hmm. the phone's lit up here. Ooh. I'm always surprised he's going to call because we're recording this right after the game. Yeah, so he sure. must have ducked into his brand new office mm-hmm. uh, to call us on the line. We've got now Coach Barry Odom. Coach, are you there? 
Yeah, you better believe it, boys. You got very talk at me. Coach, you sound pretty upbeat today. Well, boys, there ain't nothing to, to not be upbeat about. We've uh, put it on them boys, and Mountaineers were the fuck they were called. <laughs> yeah, you did, and I think, um, I don't think people... The hell's a Mountaineer anyway? I don't know. It's uh, we. I think we had this discussion last year, and neither one of us really knew. Oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember last week, Coach, when we played Wyoming? Yes, I do, though I tried to forget it. it but uh, I'll tell you what, it doesn't matter how much you drink or how much gun you huff, you can't forget something like that. It was pretty ugly, and we've still been scratching our heads as to just what happened in week one versus what you've showed us this team was capable of today. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm starting to maybe think about taking some advice because, you know, everybody tells me that I should pay more attention and practice more before the season starts because I don't really like to, you know, get too deep into it until we like, it's football time. You yeah. Know? Like, I got, I got other things I want to do. I got other interests, other hobbies. So, yeah. you know, you want me to be football coach during the football season, but I'm supposed to be football coach the whole time I'm not. Yeah. In season, I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense, really, if you think about it. What are those other things, Coach, that you mentioned that you've got to do? I mean, you know, hunting, fishing. Got that above-ground pool now. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot to do. Sandals yeah. resorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. You uh, you got a full schedule. but uh, it Full did... plate, man. You ain't lying. <laughs> it did seem today like they'd been... they'd seen each other a little bit more this week than maybe they did last week. Hey, yeah, I mean, I was pretty mean to them. You know, I mean, I was... Uh, I was I was upset, you know. I mean, everybody thinks old Barry gets, is, isn't upset when we lose, you know. But I'm upset, man. I'm I'm real mad, you know. I'm I'm real mad. So you know, I mean, and those guys knew I was mad because when I, when Barry Owen was mad, he gives you a business card that tells you to get turnovers. <laughs> yes, he does. Apparently, yeah. Nothing nothing says you're in trouble like a business card. <laughs> it seemed to work, though, Coach. I believe it did, man. We had like, some turnovers, you know, that Bolton kid. He apparently knows how to play football. Yeah, he can read a business card, too. He sure can. Do you uh, plan on using any more business cards in the future? And you want to give us any, like, an inside tip on what might be yeah, on Yeah, the it? business card for next week is going to say, don't get yourself fucked up or injured against a shit team. <laughs> it's a little wordy, I know, but we're going to work on it. We're going to workshop it. Yeah, <laughs> do that workshop. But the general message is good. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we are playing SEMO, and it would be it would be a shame <laughs> to not follow that advice. Uh, yeah. Coach, so, uh, you know, I will, I have to admit, you know, there was a little criticism for you after the loss in Wyoming and it even dripped onto campus where a couple of freshmen were seen at a speaker circle holding up signs calling for you to be fired. Uh, it was only like three yeah, or four. Yeah, that, that's out of line, boys, and I'm going to tell you what, it's unfair. Because, I mean, look at it this way. If a cowboy and a tiger were to meet, who would win that fight? Well, of course a cowboy's going to win that fight. They've got a gun. Okay. So, I mean, I think if you, if you take it, if you look at it through that lens, you're going to see that maybe that loss wasn't all that out of line. Because, because. You know, but you talk, you take a guy like a, you take a mountaineer versus a tiger, Mm -hmm. you know, and you saw what happened. Coach, they literally have a weapon in, like, the guys are holding a gun. Yeah, but it's like a musket ball or something, I think. Yeah. Either way, I mean, I think if you really want to break down football, you got to think about matchups with mascots. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Coach, I, I have a... So I'm, basically what I'm saying is, is don't get mad at me if I can't beat a cowboy. <laughs> Who can beat cowboys? Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, somebody's a better gun. Yeah. I don't know. But the point being is, like, it's out of line, boys. I mean, a tiger versus a cowboy, it's no contest. <laughs> I guess I never really, have shooters out, you know. Pa pow, pa pow. Yeah, I never really looked at it that way, Coach. Uh, yeah, no, no doubt. You know, I know they don't look at it that way. That's what I'm telling. You. Can you do me a personal favor since we're if this is the way we're sure. schedule, scheduling things? Sure. The last two weeks we played teams that have like had a dark, either dark brown or black, and yellow or gold on their mm-hmm. jerseys, and you know sometimes it's just tough to figure out which team is which. And could you try to schedule teams with like blues or greens or something really easy for me to determine which ones well, are you guys? You said a lot of people giving me a lot of grief about that. So uh, what is, we're going to start doing is we're going to start wearing turquoise. Okay, turquoise. Yeah, I mean everybody's getting so upset about it. I just we're going to get told them today we're going to wear some turquoise jerseys. <laughs> you think that's going to solve the problem? Well, I mean, who are we going to play that's going to have turquoise? Well, that's a really good point. <laughs> that's a really I mean, good are there a bunch of Native American teams I don't know about? <laughs> no, it's a, that's a good point, Coach. I, I did not think about that. But, yeah, there aren't a lot of turquoise teams. I just I was thinking maybe you could just schedule other teams that were different colors. But, yeah, you've got a unique solution, and that's why you're the coach. That's right. Yeah, that, I think outside the box. <laughs> yeah. I feel like when they release those uniform combinations before the game, a lot of times the fans really like it. But for whatever reason, this week people did not like the sort of panda bear, white hat, black jersey combo. And it got more conversation than maybe the football. 
Yeah, hey, you know, I don't get into this. I mean, I don't choose the jersey stuff. I, I really don't have much say in it. I don't care. Mm-hmm, except for the so, turquoise. I mean, I who chose it? But take take it up with them. Yeah, well, you do make the you did make the turquoise call. So I thought maybe you had some say in the game. Well, I'm having to make a turquoise call as the head coach. Sometimes you have to step in when people are you know letting you down. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of letting you down, uh, the defense let us down last week. Kelly Bryant kind of let us down. This week, everybody looked so good. Was there anybody you wanted to point out and say they were key to this win today? Hey, you know, you know what? Not really. No. It was a total team victory, and uh, the truth is, I don't. You know, it's early in the season. I don't know all the guys' names yet, so I don't want to get myself in trouble. <laughs> all right, so you're going to take a pass on that one. Uh, yep. Okay, Coach, well, you've got uh, a week to prepare, prepare for SEMO. You talked about learning a little lesson about how much practice the team might need uh, after the Wyoming game. What's this week's schedule look like? Well, I'm going to let the boys have off Monday and Tuesday. And Tuesday. And, uh, yeah, then we're going to do a walkthrough on Wednesday. We're going to take Thursday off. Uh, we're going to come back in Friday and watch some film, and then we'll be ready for Saturday's game. <laughs> that seems like a light load, maybe. Well, I don't like to stress the boys. Yeah. Are you going to be with them the whole time that's going on? Oh, he's sure, I guess. I don't know. We'll see what my schedule brings. You know, you never know who's going to call and ask you offer to take you passage. I mean, at the end of the day, boys, I hire assistants for a reason. I don't have to be there every day. <laughs> a, all right. Well, I wish you luck. I mean, certainly nobody can question how the seasons have proceeded for you. It's just about how maybe you've opened them up. But uh, it looks like you've at least for the first week righted the ship, and it was a fun team to watch. Hey, yeah, man, it was fun to be there and uh, – Everything, everything was slicker to come on a gold too today. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna, we're gonna keep on keeping on, you know, uh, keep our nose to the stone as it were, and uh, we're gonna take the SEC by storm. That sounds very good. One last question before I let you go. First time you got to use your new shiny locker rooms, you know, your office is done and everything's in that south end zone is complete. What was it like down there in that uh, in that locker room? Hey man, I'm gonna tell you what, it's a pretty slick outfit. You know, I'm a I mean, I, I christened the, the locker room toilet this morning. I mean, you talk about taking a maiden dump. <laughs> I should have, boys. I'm not gonna lie to you. I should have. I should have piled show dog couldn't jump. So uh, they seat fine. <laughs> the plumbing's good. We'll check that off the list. Oh yeah. So I told them when they built it. I said, boys, I want six inch, six inch pipe. I won't take nothing else. <laughs> All right, Coach, I appreciate you uh, taking time out of your day, and I'm glad you got things turned around. Hope it's continuing, and uh, it's always good talking to you. Absolutely, boys. M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Coach uh, doesn't just bounce back on the field, but it seems to bounce back emotionally, too. Yeah, he's a he's an upbeat guy. Yeah, he sure is. He didn't seem too worried about next week. No, he doesn't seem too worried about much most days. <laughs> It doesn't. In an unsettling way. Yeah, that's true. Well, Colin, I think we've talked to death this big win, mm-hmm. even though, I mean, we could get into the weeds, but whenever it's that big of a bloodbath, I really yeah. don't think there's much yeah. reason why. So why don't we broaden our scope to the rest of the SEC and go around the horn? We, we break our bread at Waffle House, our teams are pretty good. We even play some basketball when Jesus says we should. So pour a little bourbon and repeat right after me. Built a church for Saturdays and called it SEC. Jesus loves football. Would you mind booting up the Paul Feinbach, Colin? No worries. <laughs> Nick Saban, Alabama, Alabama. Paul, thank you for joining us once again. Thank you, Mizzou Cast Podcast. So uh, there's some games going on right now. It's going to be, probably be a quick round the horn because yeah, not uh, much to say right we now. had the early game, yeah, and a lot of the games are still in doubt, and we don't know what's going to happen. But I think I'll start with the uh, Southern Miss-Mississippi State game because it was uh, something we want to blow past. It was a bloodbath. Uh, mm-hmm. Mississippi State, uh, in-state rival. Southern Miss, sometimes well, I feel like they jump up and bite people. They're one of those teams like Memphis that will occasionally knock out an SEC team, but this was not that year. I'm going to move over to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt p- played Purdue yep. this week. And Purdue, one of those teams, are they good? Are they bad? <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, they're kind of Vanderbilt in a way. Yeah, they are. And, you know, like last year they beat Ohio State in you know, like a bloodbath, really. Mm-hmm. They so, basically shit the bed the rest of the season. Yeah, they didn't do much else. Vanderbilt is always just kind of mired and shit. Middling. Yeah. And like Vanderbilt was always bad, but like gives you just like tweak. They're like Ooh. they're not like Kansas bad. They don't shoot themselves in the foot. They're just under talented, yeah. and they just they just don't they just don't never, have the horses to run in the race. You know what I mean? They never turn that corner, and yeah, uh, no. 
Yeah, and so today was a... Uh, they never so, have that Kentucky storybook season. <laughs> right, seven and five, Kentucky storybook. No, uh, Purdue beat them 42 to 24, so that was a nasty one. Another reason this is going to be a uh, quick around the horn was there was all sh- some big slate of shitty games. Mm. None shittier, I would say, than South Carolina versus Charleston Southern. Uh, that was a, I think South Carolina was only a seven point, six point favorite maybe in that game. I wish I had taken them because they won the game 72 to fucking 10. And that is nasty, mm-hmm. nasty football to watch and just ought not be on schedule. Yep. Yep. Murray State uh, went to Georgia, and uh, how do you imagine that turned out, Colin? I would imagine that Murray State did not do well. 63-17 to 17 Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alabama had a visitor in New Mexico State. Colin, that, that one had to be competitive. Sure. 62-10. to 10. Crimson Tide. And I think one we can give a little talk to, Clemson and Texas A&M just finished up. Clemson beat A&M 24-14. Do you get the feeling that it was a... Is not that close of a game, even? No, it wasn't. In fact, when we, by the, I think when I looked at it right before we started the podcast, and it was like they had not didn't have fourteen. It was like three or something. I don't know yeah. what it was. Anyway, regardless, yeah, I watched a big portion of this game, and um, it's just not fair. Clemson's quarterback is a lot better than everybody else, a lot better. Yeah, and, and I, I I need to watch more of Tua because I don't know if there's another quarterback in the nation that stacks up to this kid. Texas A and M had been highly touted this year, They're and doing- they didn't play necessarily bad. It's just. It's not what it's when I watched that game, it was sort of like it was just I was like, well, this isn't fair. Yeah, that their quarterback is worlds better than everyone else. Yeah. It, it's just not fair. And it's it's um, like watching like uh, the Patrick Mahomes or the Tom Brady of the world playing a, a, a mediocre team. It's like it's just not fair. They just yeah. don't have a chance because when one player is so much better than everybody else. And this, this kid is in my mind. I mean, he is transcendent. Um, he is, you know, your Peyton Manning style. I mean, when he, John Elway, when the, he goes into the draft, it will be a fucking scramble to get to that number one seed. There will be people willing to trade their entire draft. He is fucking good. Well, and he is the reason, I don't think there's doubt in many people's mind, that Clemson should be number one and Alabama should be number two. Well, that's, I want to watch Tua play. I haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen very many snaps of, uh, Alabama football yet because they haven't played anybody that was worth watching. But, um, you know, Tua is the real deal too. I mean, in, you know, when I watched him play last year, I'm like, this kid isn't just a college quarterback. Like I, I believed in his ability to take it to the next level because it doesn't always translate. I mean, you got the, the Tim Tebow's of the world or the Johnny Manziel's. I mean, there are guys who play some pretty good quarterback in the college level who will never pee a drop at the NFL level. But when I watch Tua play, I'm like, that's a guy that looks like, to me, can pee a few drops in the NFL along with this uh, Clemson quarterback. And so I want to see those two. I mean, I just I, I don't need to see Tua play to know that he's not going to be as good as Trevor Lawrence. I mean, there's just nobody's going to be as good. I don't agree. <laughs> not surprising, but I just I don't know anybody's going to be as good as Trevor Lawrence. He sold me. Yeah, I, I think that um, as he's he's the reason for for this team. I mean, he is a true leader, and he's young. That's got to scare everybody else who's got to go into the college football playoff. Yeah, he doesn't even get to go in the draft this year. I know everybody's gonna have to deal with his fucking ass for at least one more season. Let's move on to some a couple of games that haven't been played yet. I know that the scores will be announced by the time a lot of these people listen to the show, but I think they're. A couple interesting things I'm looking forward to. One, Tennessee is playing BYU. That's not interesting mm-hmm. in and of itself. It just strikes me that Tennessee could lose again. Well, my actually, my expectation is more like a Mizzou outcome where they, yeah. they sort of throttled BYU just to, because they took such an embarrassing loss. But you know, never discount uh, Tennessee's ability to shit the bed. They yeah. are they are top shelf at it. They, it, I tell you what, if Tennessee went zero and two to start the season, mm-hmm. Vol Twitter would so crazy because Pruitt up. is supposed to. He's a great recruiter. He's gonna best coach. I mean, he went to Tennessee, so he's gonna take him back to prominence. Brennan, we have been in the SEC long enough to we have been through a few coaches in different teams. And I tell you, it's the same fucking story every time. When they get a new coach, they are convinced. Not Tennessee. This is the, the whole answer. Con- the whole conference. This is the answer. This is it. I mean, Arkansas felt that way about goddamn Brett Bielema. Mm-hmm. And so, you know. He- and at the time, he was a good hire. But to think that he was going to take them to the mountaintop, I mean, yeah. he wasn't that. No. And and neither has Muschamp been ever to anyone. No, to ever. Anyone. So, and I'm just waiting for uh, Lane Kiffin to get a no- yet another chance in this conference. Shocking. It hasn't happened yet. Auburn, number 10, is going up against Tulane. That's not worth talking about. That'll be a bloodbath. Florida UT Martin bloodbath. Kentucky playing Eastern Michigan. Blah. Who cares? Ole Miss versus Arkansas. That's only interesting in that these are two teams who are scrounging at the bottom half of the West, and it's an indication of if one team or not is 
trajectory is going upward. Yeah, I would if I'm in picking this game, I'm going to say Old Miss. I just Arkansas looks so lost and just directionless. I mean, not that Old Miss looks good, but they still look like they're they still look like they have a coach. You know what I mean? Like they're the Arkansas just looks like a fucking yeah. It doesn't have no no direction. It is a bukkake of fucking garbage. It is disgusting and 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 it's at Ole Miss, so uh, that should help. It's Jeffrey Epstein bad (laughs) at Arkansas right now. All right, and then the best game of the night, best game of the day, I'd say in the SEC because there are a lot of dogs. LSU is going to Austin to play. The University of Texas, which I don't know if you've heard or not yet, Colin, but they're back. Texas is back. Yeah, I've heard that a couple times, several yeah. times over the last few years, and yet they're still not back. Yeah, they've, they've become basically the Notre Dame of the Big 12. They have. They're always back. They're always no. back. Yeah, I'm interested to see that game. I really am. I'm, and maybe they are back, but I'm going to have to see it because I sure don't believe it just based on – because I've been hearing it a while, and they ain't come back yet. LSU is a good team. And, and I'd really like to see Tom Herman fall flat on his fucking face because he is a douchebag. Yeah, uh, we all would. He's a piece of shit. I'd love for Missouri to get another shot at that, another bite at that apple. Uh, it's only can, it can only happen in a bowl game, and you know how we do in bowl games. Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you what. We may not still may not have a bowl game. After a big win against West Virginia, that's relevant again. And so I think that a lot of teams in the East look at Missouri as a team they just do not want to fucking play because they are good enough to be scary. If the bull band is held out, they have nothing to fucking play for. Mm-hmm. And their only reason to existing is to derail your season. Yep. So the Georgias, the Floridas, and that's the end of the list, I think, in the yeah, East. Sure. Don't want to play us. I'm not saying we're going to beat either of those two or both of those two. I'm just saying they don't want to play against yeah. us. Right, that I'm sure of as of today. Well, Colin, I don't think there's any point in going looking for next week since half of these games haven't been played yet. Mm-hmm. But maybe we'll do that in the uh, midweek show, which we didn't have this week because yep. uh, I was traveling and uh, couldn't take the studio with me. Mm-hmm. And Caleb, of course, was busy having heart attacks sure. like a selfish bastard. Yeah, what a prick. Him that. How many gorilla hearts are our, is our Healthcare system gonna have to buy that guy. <laughs> yeah, build the wall. I don't know. I don't know where. Okay. Do with it. <laughs> All right. Now we're getting slap happy. Yeah. What's next? Kansas news. Wireless. Heard there were three kinds of suns in Kansas: sunshine, sunflowers, sons of bitches. This is Kansas news. Lost Turtle reunites with Kansas owner after three years. <laughs> uh, Turtle has been reunited with its owner after having been missing for several years. Kansas Highway Patrol Troop C shared photos of the turtle on their Facebook page Thursday, proving they were using their tax money wisely. Sure. Troopers said that the turtle escaped from his owner in Salina, Kansas, three years ago. We want to talk about that for a second? Escape from a turtle escaping from his owner? Yes. What, uh. It's crafty. I would never admit my turtle escape because that speaks to a level of incompetence <laughs> yeah. that I don't think you want to share with <laughs> no. the world. No. The worst part is they don't mention it. It's a three-legged turtle. <laughs> That's right. It's at a disadvantage. Yeah. A concerned citizen spotted it crossing Markley Road by the baseball fields and stopped to make sure it didn't get squished. That's when Master Trooper Davis and Lieutenant Rydell stopped to assist. Lucky enough, the owner had placed an ID tag on the shell just for this occasion. Jesus Christ. Imagine giving a damn about a turtle enough to have an ID. I mean, and then giving a damn about enough of it to, to, to have it ID'd, but also giving so little a fuck that you allowed a turtle to escape. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of counterintuitive. How do I mean, the two things yeah. exist in the same world? Yeah, and the other thing to me is the thing's been gone for three years. You don't think anyone in Kansas has noticed a giant turtle with a name tag on it? No. And, and this is the first encounter that it's had in three. What's it been doing for three years? Is it like an Amish kid that goes on Rumspringer? <laughs> turtle like Rumspringer. <laughs> yeah. Turtle Springer. He's Coming out of our shell, oh, 2019. Yeah, that's right. So That turtle's tried cocaine now. <laughs> and yet it came back to Kansas. That is a fucked up turtle. Also, do you think, what are the odds that the, the plaque that they embedded in this turtle's poor shell was made out of like a gnat light can pulled backwards and like nailed in with a... Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably how they did it. A rivet gun. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But we're happy for the turtle and their owner. Just keep in mind, Kansas person who's got their turtle back, your pet will outlive you. (laughs) Doesn't eat nearly as many Cheetos or Monster Energy drinks, so it's bound to. 
and has once in his life eaten lettuce. Yeah. Library board can't agree on sex crime checks proposed after drag queen story event. That, so, that's a, that headline is just confusing. It's a mouthful. <laughs> a proposal. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> proposal to background check people for past sex offenses before they are allowed to make presentations at Wichita libraries, which put on hold Tuesday after a split in the board between those who want a complete ban on sex offenders and those who want staff to have some leeway. As in, so we we do want some sex offenders to be able to work here. Is that what they're saying? Well, I think it all boils down to fucking their animals. You know, <laughs> like look, you fucked a mule. That doesn't yeah. mean you can't be around kids. No, sure, sure. Who would who would make such an assumption? The policy originated in a backlash against a drag queen story time almost a year ago at the Advanced Learning Library that had been criticized by the leader of the LGBT rights group. Equality Kansas. It was apparent from the comments on Tuesday's meeting that there was a strong consensus on the library board that prospective program presenters should be screened through a national website listing sex offenders. So they're just assuming this drag queen was a some sort of sexual deviant. I'm still trying to make the connection on how the two are connected. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So there was like, well, we need, really need to screen. I mean, did you see that drag queen came in here and read, read a story to quit kids? I'm sure he was a pederass. I, I think that is the assumption that they're making. I think that's a safe assumption, but I think the a weird safe assumption that they are making that assumption, not that he is a pederast. That correct. Okay, I, correct. I want to make sure that you're clearly not being a backwater idiot like a Kansan and just assuming because the guy likes to wear a dress that he's definitely going to rape kids. Thank you for doing me that favor because yes, it is a safe <laughs> assumption that Kansans would assume that. Yes. What I think is notable is that. Whether you are a sex offender or not has such a strong impact on hiring policies in any Kansas place, even a library. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, just a, I don't know, this article goes on and on and on, but it has a lot to do with Basically, backwater we're slobs. To, I mean, if we're, gonna, we're just going to uh, give you the uh, the cliff notes. Uh, a drag queen showed up, and it, it got a bunch of uh, weird Kansans scared. And so now they're having a, a fight over where sex offenders can work there? Something like that. But <laughs> I think I think maybe it's all really a bunch of uh, goat fuckers who are just just want to be, I'll be honest. hey, let's lay off. Of I'm assuming stuff. there's a bunch of old, crusty white guys um, that are very uncomfortable with that drag queen being there because of the massive erections it gave them. Or the pantyhose that they're wearing themselves under their slacks. <laughs> anyway, next story. Sedgwick County, Kansas, rejects move for slot machines at defunct Greyhound Park. Nothing speaks to a better economy in Kansas than an out-of-business dog track <laughs> moving some casinos in. Yeah, go to the track. <laughs> After a firestorm of opposition from animal rights and anti-gambling activists, that's two groups you don't see together often, I would imagine. You've got the uh, the crazy animal nuts teamed up with like the nut job evangelicals who are scared of lottery tickets. Yeah, sure. And so uh, those are unlikely bedfellows. <laughs> Strange bedfellows indeed. Yeah. But uh, they uh, came together and had a victory when they uh, unanimously rejected, or they got the county commissioners to unanimously reject a Wichita Greyhound Park Racino, they call it, with slot machines and dog racing. Mm, sounds like a good side of me. I know I think a lot of times, it's like, I love me some good dog races. Sure. But what's my left hand doing? It's certainly not pulling a slot machine, and it could be. Yeah, sure. So uh, Kansas, you know, they're always forward-thinking. Mm -hmm. They always have the strongest economy yeah. and the most classy things. <laughs> so they're thinking, hey, what if we can find a dog track with a casino? I can tell you one thing. They're two different events. They're completely different, but everyone will be smoking. Yeah, sure. I mean, it is going to be a haze of nicotine above the air. I like the idea that they uh, they would rather have a crippled economy than allow this to exist. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it's just that they're all class. You yeah, know, they sure. they only want oh, to sure like cupcake shops and sure. places where you can buy like artisanal yeah. olive oil. Yeah, sure. I'm sure it's you know, yeah. Or a racino. Yeah, the apothecary, the cobblers. <laughs> you know, there's some the candle makers. I'm sure there's some 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 businesses there that are. Racino sounds like the offensive term some Kansas senator would say and get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what it means, but it yeah, just we sounds... don't know what ethnic group he's he's denigrating, but it's it's not right. It ain't good. <laughs> no, but it's aimed squarely at him. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna have to apologize. Yeah, you see the headline: Kansas Senator apologizes after using after the term "racino." <laughs> that's right. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I think that's where we end that story. Yeah. yeah. All right, Colin. One more story for the day. It's hard to tell this one because we don't know the outcome yet. The listeners will. Kansas is looking to go up for I think win number two on the season against Coastal Carolina. They almost shit the bed 
and but pulled it out at the end with their great coach, championship winning coach, Les Miles. Yeah. And now they're going up against Coastal Carolina. The fighting Tyler Thigpins. <laughs> That's right. And so uh it all indications are Kansas should be two and oh, which is I don't know that's happened in the last decade. Well, I know that um, Les Miles is a bit of a nut, and I know that he's over the hill, and I know that nobody else really wanted him. But he's got enough years as a head coach that he he's probably at least got them more organized as a program. Yeah. You know, just more on the the train is more on the tracks than it's been in several years, just by virtue of him having been there and uh, having been other places and having success and just knowing how to run a college division one program. Cause I don't feel, I feel like that's something they've sort of missed for a while. Yeah. The Beatty didn't get that done. And, no. And uh, I, I mean, I'm not predicting success for them. I'm just saying that like they might beat coastal Carolina. You know what I mean? Like they're supposed to. Yeah. I mean, well, I still expect right. them to go winless, like in the big 12, but that's how you know, Kansas is so bad. They don't even beat the cupcakes. Yeah. They you know don't what I mean, they the have gotten to the they're... point where the cupcakes are just kicking their fucking head in. And it's like, <laughs> I, I think my measure of success for less miles is do you beat the cupcakes? Right. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, he's known as the man, Hatter because he does crazy shit. Yeah, but there may be like no- go to Kansas, for instance. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there may be no better place for a guy who does crazy shit than at Kansas, where nothing matters anyway. You know, it's one thing if you're going to do something crazy and you're got a huge program like LSU sure. on the line. Yeah, Kansas got nothing on the line. No, do something crazy, Les Miles. Eat your fucking grass. Yeah, you know that's what I mean. Like he's uh, you can you can punt on third down. Nobody's going to know the difference. <laughs> no, there's only four people in the stands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that'll do it for Kansas news. The only thing we got left on the agenda is our awards segment of the yep, show, and this one's right. actually going to be fun, I think. Mm, you think? I do, because, well, we had a ton of good performances, mm-hmm. and so it's it's tough for a good reason. Last week, it was tough for a bad reason. Yep. I'm going to nominate a person and tell me if you got to add somebody Maybe to it. Maybe we should have like the, uh, oh, you know, we've got the Kirk Farmer's player of the game. Maybe that should be in like an offensive lore of award, and we can have like the Ziggy Hood neck roll of the player of the game. For defense? Or, for defense or something. Well, you know, and a lot of times it's tough to name just one player yeah, of the game. Yeah, you know what? Let's forget the Ziggy Hood <laughs> uh, neck fold of the, of the you know, player of the game. Let's honor the golden locks of Kirk Farmer now. Because they are, I mean, I don't know, what a better word than luxurious? Yeah. Just flowing. Yeah. Now it's time for Kirk Farmer's hair, player of the game. Go ahead, throw it out there. Well, I'm going to say uh, it's either Kelly Bryant or it's uh, Nick Bolton. Yeah, those are your offensive and defensive players. It's pretty easy this yeah, week, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And uh, it's hard not to uh, pick Kelly Bryant having thrown uh, three touchdowns and looking really good doing it, but two two interceptions and tackles for losses and sacks and, and pick sixes. I mean, that's a pretty big day for a defensive football player. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Nick Bolton. I agree. I really got excited about Nick Bolden, and it's hard to do for a de- defensive player, and it hasn't happened for me since Kentrell Brothers. Yeah, yeah. It's um, but I remember like uh, what was it, a year or two ago when we had that uh, transfer wide receiver from uh, Alabama. Was his last name Black? But he had a really good game, like in the beginning of the season, early out when he gave him a Kurt Farmer's hair. They're like, this guy's going to be something the rest of yeah, the season. Chris Black, I think. And yeah, it, yeah. And he didn't do. He didn't. He had dropped the rest of the season. So I don't. I don't want to jinx Nick Bolton by saying like, oh, the first of many to come. But I, I, I certainly hope it is. Well, it didn't. Unlike a wide receiver, it didn't seem happy circumstance that he just got open a couple of mm. times in one game. Yeah. He seemed to be controlling field, that yeah. field. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I want to say, I'm not nominating him for this award by any means, but even though he missed a field goal today, having a sneaky good season at both punter and kickoff and just like extra point field goal kicking, we're asking a lot of Tucker McCann this year, and he's... Oh, Tucker McCann as I live and breathe. He's doing what we ask. I mean, kickoffs are going through the backs of the end zone. Mm-hmm. Jesus, love you. He's a good kicker. <laughs> he's not got the field goal percentage that we necessarily like but fuck when he was a freshman he couldn't get the extra points through the fucking uprights <laughs> that's true he's gotten so, he has gotten steadily steadily better he's a yep. junior now next year i'll have as much faith as i can i think in, in tucker mccann and it's hard to have faith in college kickers in general so i just wanted to tip my cap to him sure. okay so uh yeah i can live with that nick bolton congratulations you're this week's kirk farmer's hair player of the game now, the other award we give out is also named after a former Mizzou player. This one is TJ Moe, former, former slot receiver for Mizzou. Now full-time douche. Now full-time douche. It's time for TJ Moe's Douche of the Week. 
See anything real douchey this week? Colin, I, I, I'm I tempted mean, to get out of college ranks and go into the NFL. Well. Because of the douchiest week ever in the history of the NFL happened. Well, it did, but it's not, I, mean, I feel like this is a college award. It I mean, is a college award. It would award. be easy to throw it to AB. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it'd be easy to throw it to right. Hugh Freeze again, cause he, he's literally having the university purchase some sort of fancy dentist chair. Yeah. So he can go to a game and coach and lose by 75 points. I mean, uh, it's liberty, folks. Do you think he's also going to use that chair to clamp his wrist down when he's inevitably tempted to get a Tampa Bay hooker? I don't know. And he, he just has to bolt himself down to keep him from burying yeah. his cock in Florida tail. It, it really is the perfect setup for tail him. Tail for hire. He, now he works at the university where Jerry Falwell is. And they Falwell. Could, Fall, Jerry Falwell is. And they Incorrect. Could, they could take uh, trips to Florida, and uh, Hugh could visit all the massage parlors he wants, and there's no shortage of pool boys for Jerry Falwell. So, I mean, it's really a, a match made in heaven. Yeah. Do they play in Florida anytime soon? Oh, I'm sure they do. If I've looked at the schedule, and I'm not going to. <laughs> um, I'm sure half the games are in Florida. Oh, boy, that's going to be a... Uh that's going to be a jizz-soaked a trip that's going to be end in some very uh, distasteful photos, but a lot of fun for those two gentlemen. But, I mean, we I digress. We need to pick a douche of the week. Yeah, I was going to circle back to that. Uh, TJ Mo himself is tempting me. I don't know if we can give TJ his yeah, own Yeah, I know. He, he loves to... Uh, he loves to denigrate fans for having opinions that aren't his. And then he points out that he played football on the Tigers. Uh, and so that's what makes him his a douche, opinion right? makes more. That is what makes him yeah. the douche. You can never know more than him because he once played for the Tigers. Yeah. That's a bad way to look at your no, life. No, that's a, yep. No. It reminds me of the high school guy who never gives up on his great basketball team that he used to have in high school that nobody remembers or gives two fucks about. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we've digressed again. Yeah. Tell you what, Brennan, Nick Saban uh, did something a little douchey. Yeah. Uh, you know, he did his old man finger wag into the face of, uh, into the face of everyone this week again on his oh, radio. Oh, I remember show. it's an annual event. Last year it was at the fans who didn't show up enough. Yeah. You, you know, old crotchety white guys love waving that finger in everybody's face because they know better, Brennan, because they, they grew up in a world where, uh, you know, college costs twelve hundred dollars, right? And uh, they don't understand how these damn kids can run up all this college debt. Yeah, <laughs> you know, bastards. Yeah, there's lots of things like Them that. And Nick Saban is the the king of that. That we had a there was a guy uh, talking about how their kids ought to play outside more. Um, of course, iPads didn't exist when he was a, uh, a kid, so it was e- that's an easy decision for him to make to play outside. But uh, so anyway, Nick Saban did a little old man finger waving at his radio show. Yeah, I think I got it pulled up here. Oh, good. You know, players don't talk to the opposing team. I tell our players, you know, if you want to talk shit to the other team, join a goddamn debate team. I mean, I mean, excuse my language, but I'm really sorry for, you know, using the Lord's name He's in vain. But I just really get hot about what I see in sports that we promote in the media and in every other way that really is not a good thing. That's not what we're trying to accomplish and what we do. So yeah, don't don't talk trash to the team you're playing. And like and honestly there's a way there's a way I agree with that. And another way I'm just like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well the way Nick Saban brings every issue about it, it's like, here's the way I want the world and people aren't doing it the way I want and it really makes me hotter to the collar that I'm the king of the fucking world and people don't listen to every goddamn thing I say. And he's got an entire state of enablers. Yeah. You know, agree <laughs> with everything he says. Well if I tell you what, if there's one state that both at the same time hates the lord's name being used in vain and will forgive someone for using the name in vain vain. it is alabama about nick saban yeah that's right i'm always happy to give nick saban the douche of the week he deserves it all right colin how are you feeling now after uh this much more excited it's hard to be excited for semo though i'm excited to see us play again but i'm ready for the sec schedule to start Yes, we're all uh, ready for that, and we got one more week to go. Hopefully, we don't overlook them. I don't think we're all overlooking anybody after what happened to Wyoming, yeah. but uh, we'll get one more chance to get healthy. Yeah, that's right. And then we're going to be off to South Carolina. You know, what we should probably do. We should pimp the pimp the 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 Twitter account. Yeah, we can follow us at Mazadcast, and uh, we should people should send emails too. Mazodcast at gmail.com. If we should also tell people to go drink lots of beer at Game 6 Hockey Tonk in St. Louis. That's right. Uh, also, don't forget to uh, follow our Knockout League, our Survivor Pool. We've got a lot of listeners on that. Mm-hmm. And you're, you know, it's too late to join for this season, but keep an eye on that because it's a lot of fun. It's closest to fantasy football we can think yep. of. Yep. And you follow along with your Mazodcastonites yep, or whatever you're true. called. That's true. So, uh, any other business we got ahead of us, Colin? Dong pills and whatnot. Dong pills. Go buy the dong pills we tell you to buy. I mean, if you're <laughs> going to buy dong pills, at least buy the Mazoncast dong pills. Yeah, yeah. You Only. know what I mean? Do that for us. <laughs> I you think, know. yeah. Go that, use the Amazon banner at, at the Mazoncast website to buy your stuff from Amazon, you cheap pricks. Uh, yeah. And 
wish Caleb well and yeah. pray the hell out of him for it. Yeah, pray, pray. He wants your thoughts and prayers. Mostly prayers. Yep, he wants he wants you to pray for his uh his what is this? His third gorilla heart they're going to get? Yeah, him? and it is a rotten one. <laughs> <laughs> smelled like old cheese when they pulled this one out. They said, yeah. hashtag Caleb Strong. Hashtag Caleb Strong. Caleb Strong. Hashtag Caleb Strong. Hashtag Gorilla Heart. <laughs> All right, on that note, we'll get out of here. Get healthy, good buddy, Caleb. M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Hashtag Gorilla Heart. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.